0: Good to see you all this morning as you are well aware today is one of our special days of the year and uh, there's two or three things we're going to do early on in this service and the very first thing we're going to do today is we're going to receive our sacrifice offering. Our sacrifice offering is for Christian adoption services. We partner with them and there are children that have a home today because of what we have done in the past year. And we're excited about that. Choir, you can be seated. But at this time, I'm going to ask Arena if she will play. And the baskets are here for our offerings. This coming Thursday night, there is a um, our, our church will be represented by several couples at the uh, banquet, their yearly banquet for Christian adoption service. You will remember that two years ago, we had Kevin Qualls with us, and he spoke. And last week, uh, last year, we had uh, Mike Blackwood with us, and I've had the opportunity to spend some time with Mike this week, and it's been good. And as he's been able to tell how many children are going uh, into homes where they're going to be raised uh, by Christian families who are going to introduce them to Jesus, we're a part of that. When we give, we're a part of that. So at this time, I'm going to ask you as arena plays, if you'll come and bring your offerings to um, the baskets, and then our, our gentleman will come later and take those up, if you will. Thank <smart noise> you.
1: The song that's being sung when I see the many things God has My soul, my heart cannot contain.
0: For that listen I have a question now on Wednesday nights and in our men's ministry and I know in some of your small group Sunday school classes that you talk in there so I need you to talk to me now and here's a question I have for you the question is why do we pray now this there's not gonna be a wrong answer but I want you to answer it why do we pray what To talk to God. To what? Repent Repent of our sin. Keep it coming. Who else? Walk closer to God. I think I heard it from the balcony. I feel like an evangelist. I see that hand. (laughs) If Jesus prayed to God, we need to. Wow. To give thanks. Why else? Praise him. Lift others up. up. To seek his will. 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 I'd like to give Tommy a bozo button today if I could. A gold (laughs) star. All those things are true. But when we pray, we're seeking his will. We want to hear his voice. We need to hear his voice. There's all kind of voices that compete in this world for our attention. But what we need is to hear from God. Do you think that sometimes we may not hear from God because we are doing too much talking? I never will forget my father told me this this one day because he was trying to teach me something. And I was giving my opinion, you know, giving my opinion on how it should be done. You know, they have all kind of sayings about opinions. Most of them are not very nice for a reason. And so my father finally just put his hand on my mouth and said to me, the Lord gave you one mouth and two ears. You need to do twice the hearing. So today as we begin our service this morning, I want us to pray. You know, Jesus himself, uh, Claudia said it Jesus himself prayed you know over in Matthew and again in Luke we see the model prayer we sometimes refer to it as the Lord's Prayer when I was a child we were allowed to say that in school and we did every every Sunday our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name (laughs) remember that we don't do that now but maybe we should because in that Jesus himself is showing us to ask to hear the father's voice in his alone so this morning I want us to pray if we don't do anything else I want us to pray so I want to ask first of all members of our search team um, if you'd come right here in the middle now I hope this doesn't mess up camera angles but if it doesn't God will forgive us so, members of the search team, if you will come first. And then on this side, deacons, if you would come. Uh, all our deacons that are present, will you just come and stand on this side of, or kneel, if you will? It's fine. Deacons here. If you're a church council member, would you come right here? Church council. You're not a deacon, but you're a church council. Will you come over here? Would you do that for a moment? also want to ask i want to ask chris and joey to come and be right down here donna i want you to come too these are folks who serve day in and day out day in and day out and what i want to do is i want us to spend a season of prayer here for a moment and i'm going to ask first of all rick thompson you're our deacon chairman i want you to begin our prayer but after that i'd like for you to pray after rick thompson i want you to pray and mark if you would close this time of prayer and let's ask for god's direction it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks it matters what he thinks so let's ask him to meet with us and show us what he wants brother rick
2: father we thank you so much for the privilege to be in your house today for worship, Lord, to seek your guidance and your will in the situations that we face on a day-to-day basis. We thank you, Lord, for the many blessings that you have given to each of us. Lord, you bless us, and we thank you for it. And, Lord, we ask that you continue to bless us, but, Lord, we need to make certain that we are always focused on what you would have us to do each and every day, each step along the way. Because, Lord, you are our guide. We can place complete confidence in you, Lord, because sometimes we have no place to turn but to you. And we pray, Lord, that you would give us that guidance as a church, the guidance that we would need, Lord, to carry out your will. Your will in our personal lives, your will in the church, your will in this community, and elsewhere. We thank you, Lord, for the many, many things that you do for us on a day-to-day basis. And we, Lord, we we know that we receive these blessings because we seek to do your will. So Lord, as we make decisions, as we seek a new pastor, as we begin to to move forward in, in other areas, Areas that we seek to to please you and carry out your will. We pray, Lord, that you would always be the focus of everything we do. We ask it in your name.
3: Father, we thank you that we are able to be here today, Lord. We know there are many who would like to be here who cannot come for reasons physically, whatever the case may be. But we are welcome in your sanctuary to be here today we are thankful for the ability to do that. Lord, we come here with the intent purpose of coming to worship you. And you are the branch. We are the vines. Lord, that you you give us the strength. That you give us the purpose for living. You give us guidance. Lord, we are lost without you. Lord, we know there are... Many people, the times that we live in now are difficult, Lord, and the solution, we know what it is, and that is you, Jesus Christ, you are the answer for all the problems that we seem to be having at this time. Lord, but we can never forget that you are in control. You have the plan. You know what to do. You know our Father. We are your children. And you will always have us in your hand. Lord, we pray particularly today for this church pastor search team, Lord, who have been appointed to this most important task to bring the new shepherd that will come to this church, Lord. We pray that you would give them endurance, that you would give them guidance, that you would give them wisdom, as they search for the person you know already who is the pastor going to be of this church lord and just pray to be with them we pray lord that we continue to pray for them we pray that you would always help us to encourage them in this difficult job that they have been willing to take on lord this country seems to be in a bad shape lord we know that you are in control, no matter what it seems. Lord, we shall not be discouraged. We know, Lord, who is in control. Lord, and we thank you for that. We pray you, be with us in worship today, that we'll come in truth and worship you and listen to what the pastor has to say for us, the message that you have given him to give to us today, Lord. We have two ears and one mouth, and let's listen to hear what your word is that will be given here today. Lord, we cannot thank you enough for your guidance, for your blessing, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to make a way, Lord, that we can spend time with you in eternity. And we thank you for that, Lord. Guide us, guide our country, our leaders, whether we agree with them or not, they are the leaders. And we need to pray for them, Lord, and we just pray that you would lead us. We we don't know what which way to go, which what what's up. And we know that you do. And we just say, Lord, guide us. Lead us and have us the sense enough to follow. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Dear God, Lord, we love you. Hmm. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we seek you. Your word tells us, seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door will be open, Lord, we come to you this morning as individuals, but also as a body of believers here at Copper Friends. Lord, we thank you for this church, this body of believers. And we pray, Lord, for your guidance. Right now, Lord, help us to focus on you. Help us to seek you. I pray that you would bind Satan from any distractions in our minds, around us, right now. Help us to hear your voice. Help us, Lord, to do the work that you have called us to do. In this community. In this place where you have planted us. Lord, we pray, Lord, that we might be obedient and faithful to you. In all that we do. Lord, we pray for your guidance in searching for our past. Lord, help us to hear your voice. Help us, Lord, to be in complete unity. Lord, as we seek you, we will have unity. Help us to all seek you together. And Lord, as we do that, we know that you will unify. We pray, Lord, for your protection, for your guidance, for our church. You have provided and you have guided us for many, many, many years. The longer that I've been on this earth, this church has been here and it's served. And this church is going to be here beyond my time beyond the time of all of us, Lord. We pray, Lord, that this church will serve you in this community always and will be a light to this community. Help us, Lord, to do your work. We pray for our pastors. We pray for our staff. Lord, we pray for your protection. We pray Lord, for your provision. And we thank you, Lord, for how you have provided for our church. And we know, Lord, that you have a person, a man who you have identified to come with us. We pray, Lord, that you will Guide us at the right time to be together. Lord, we love you, we praise you, we honor you again, and we thank you. And we ask this in your most precious name. Amen.
0: The fact that uh, this morning, that there's some 70 congregations across this state, in North Carolina, that's praying for us, praying for us, because I, I got on the horn and contacted everybody I knew to contact and say, would you just pray for our church that we hear God, just that we hear Him, that He moves in such a way that it is undeniable that we might be with Him, the voice. It's something that I've spent a lot of time with in my life. I've learned how to mimic others. I've learned how to uh, use it um, for the glory of God and to praise him. I think sometimes about this story about this couple. They were celebrating their 50th anniversary and their son, their only son, could not come to be with them. He was down in South America on a business trip and so he decided he would send them a gift and so he did he went looking and what he found chose for them was a beautiful very colorful talking parrot and so he went through all the expense and the problems of having the parrot shipped to them for their anniversary and they were so excited to get it and so on their anniversary that evening late the son called just to wish them happy anniversary and said did you get my gift Well, yes, you got the bird. Yes, we did. He said, well, what did you think about it? Oh, it was delicious. (laughs) And the son said, but dad, you don't mean to tell me you ate that bird. That bird speaks seven different languages. He said, well, he should have said something. (laughs) Sometimes we just need to say something in the direction of God and then hush and let him speak to us. The question is still, whose voice are we listening to? I saw a video of shepherds, and we've talked about this in one of the studies we've done. That a shepherd who has a flock of sheep, do you know they will only respond to that shepherd? They can, do the ex- they can send another shepherd in to do the exact same call and the sheep will not budge because they know the shepherd's voice. I want Popper Springs to so know the shepherd's voice That we'll understand when we hear it and when we don't. When we don't. I want to listen for God's voice. But sometimes in this world, what we listen to is whatever is the loudest voice. Church, don't do that. Don't do that. With our work in the convention, we uh, one of the areas I work in is revitalization. And time after time, again, and Pastor King can tell you this, we have churches closing by the month. We have churches in, uh, that are in dire straits. I'm so thankful for the partnership. And by the way, I'm thankful for the South Carolina Baptist Convention, the Southern Baptist Convention, and that we're a part of it because you know what that means? That means we're cooperating with other Christians of like mind for the purpose of missions. Now, if anybody disparages that in any way, um, I have somebody in my family always tells me, well, you know, we should, why don't the missions begin at home? They do. But if you only do local missions, you throw out three-fourths of the Great Commission." I don't know about you but i want the whole counsel of the word of god don't you so don't listen to that, and also don't be too fast to give your opinion be sure that in your classes and when you gather you're not talking about politics of the church but you're listening for god's voice his voice is often still and small still and small the louder ones other ones they'll tell you well this is what we need i know what we need listen to me you will get what we need don't listen to that listen for god's voice and only his voice i want us to stand together we're going to sing very little today we're going to sing a song right now that you know two verses and then we're going to watch a video would you stand together as we sing two verses i have decided to follow jesus
5: side to follow Jesus I- and-
0: seated and turn your attention to the screens pricing will you just wait in the seats
6: I was in Alaska doing a lawsuit we're way out in the Aleutian Islands getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home and I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane a pastor came up and he said listen I can save you money I said how's that he said I flew a small airplane up here And I fly a small airplane and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket and this did not sound I said gee thank you so very very much but I've got this ticket we'll just make our way on home me and this other lawyer with me he said no 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 you gotta do it you gotta do it and against every better judgment I had I said okay well we went out to the airport took us by his little plane and I looked at it and I thought Well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it, we got in. He's on the left front, I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up, and it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out, I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea, we normally don't. I said, well, this time we're gonna. (laughs) And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway, the plane lifted off ever so gently, and we start climbing, and it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing and we flew probably three, four minutes, and something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me and he said, we're going in the clouds and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? now it's been cloudy all day and we go right up into the clouds and you can't see anything and he looks at me and his eyes roll back in his head and he starts mumbling and he passes out passed out cold now i grabbed him and i shook him and i said come on you gotta wake up so i can kill you now we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot and my friend in the back seat said we're dead aren't we i said there's a very good chance of that yes He said, what are we gonna do? I said, I don't know. But there was a radio right there, and I handed him the microphone and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up, and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. Don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, get it with me. I said tell, we don't know nothing. Tell him we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell him that's correct. Now you gotta understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm gonna do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm gonna get Anchorage emergency for you. An Anchorage emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on and said, we understand you have a passed out pilot and those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we got to do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said, I have to follow your voice. Is that reasonable? You see i understood without his voice i had nothing and do you understand without god's voice you have nothing nothing finally he got us turned and he said i'm freezing all the traffic in the area he said it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to anchorage and there's a lot of weather between you and anchorage you're in for a rough ride and he said i want you to hear me i don't want you to look at what's going on outside I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, "If you start watching the storm, you will die, but I'll take you through it." Now because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747, started talking to us. They said, "We're praying for you, men. You're going to make it." But listen to the voice that's the key they said trust the voice you realize your head is full of voices and everybody in this world wants to talk to you and everybody wants to be the controlling voice and God says I want you to be a living sacrifice I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice finally we went through the worst of the weather but there was still more and then the voice came back and it said now I'm going to line you up. He said, I'm going to bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights, and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice, and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. (laughs) Finally, it all came to a stop, and the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves they self-destruct thanks for listening to the voice then they put us in a motel room in about four in the morning The knock at my door and i opened the door and a man was standing there he said hello david I said you're the voice you're the one who got me home he said i am Do you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say, you were the voice. You're the voice that brought me home. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one Who has the voice all I can remember is that voice saying stay with me stay with me don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm stay with me and I'll take you through tonight you have a God who has promised to take you through a living sacrifice holy
5: Softly and tenderly, Jesus is called. Oh.
7: is saying, follow me and I will make you to become fishers of men. Follow me. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Where Jesus is saying even to remember me. One, One of the great things about Sacrifice Sunday, since we have been here as a part of this transition season in the life of Popper Springs, is I've really grown to appreciate and love the fact that you have a structure that allows you to think about others. And on Sacrifice Sunday, you are very intentional to give to others. And so thank you for what you have given today. And pray that many children will find a Christian home that will love them and care for them and that we, we will look one day and see that it was the eternal plan of God that every step of the way, God, God just took a, a child who maybe was in a circumstance that they didn't create, had no control over, and yet sovereign, holy God made a way for that child to be loved, to be cared for, to be nurtured, and to hear the things of God, to hear the voice of Jesus thank you but I also love the fact that you uh, have in your structure that today is a day that we get to come to the Lord's table together and again in keeping with just the theme of where we've been led today to follow to hear and to obey his voice. I love this time of year. Pat and I had the, uh, just a sweet time riding in today, even though it was cloudy and even though it was misting a little rain, just to see the amazing colors that we saw, just reminding us of the goodness and the holiness of God, even in creation, that even though those trees are technically dying, There's great beauty in that, isn't there? I think about how even our own selves, there's great beauty when we die to ourselves and hear and obey the voice of Jesus. The weather is getting colder and I like it. Thanksgiving is just around the corner and I like it. Uh, I don't like Hobby Lobby and Michaels and Walmart because they've already got Christmas stuff up. And if you have a tree up, shame on you. <laughs> now, you can do what you want to do, but I sometimes I hate that we skip one season and go to the other. I love Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving for our family this year is going to be different because it's it's the holiday where... All of our family is going to be together. It's not going to happen at Christmas. They're going to be in different places. But we're going to have them in from Phoenix, and we're going to have them in from Jacksonville. We're going to have them all the way from Simpsonville. <laughs> and we're all going to be together. And we're going to laugh, and we're going to cut up, and, and we're going to eat like nobody's business. Isn't it fun just to, when your family gets together, you're just eating together, right? That's just, that's a blast. And so it's going to be special. This is really going to be special. Do you know the Lord has declared and constituted a great celebration for every single believer? And we call it the Lord's Supper or Communion. It was the time of the Passover and Jesus took this incredibly important meal and celebration and he ordained it to be his table. As a matter of fact, it's so significant in the scriptures that it's mentioned in Matthew chapter 26, in Mark chapter 14, Luke chapter 22, and in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And throughout history, there have been all kind of different beliefs on communion. The Catholic Church, you know, they call it transubstitution, where they actually believe that the, the wine and the bread are literally the body of Jesus. And we technically don't necessarily believe that. Martin Luther had his own uh, kind of belief system where what he thought about communion. But today, we as his followers and a Baptist faith, we we believe it is very much similar symbolic. And it's a great picture of the gospel itself. And today I just want to just simply read a very familiar passage to help us hear his voice. For I receive from the Lord what I also deliver to you For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so I've just got a simple question for today. If Jesus says to us, do this in remembrance of me, then what is it that he wants us to remember? And in answering that question, I believe our faith will be strengthened today. Four things very quickly. Number one, incarnation. I believe Jesus, when he is speaking here in verses 23 and 24, he reminds us that Jesus became a man. He became a human being. Isaiah seven fourteen refers to Jesus as Emmanuel, God with us. The angel spoke to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 32, and he said, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. In other words, Jesus is very God, and the God became man in Jesus. His incarnation. Jesus is very God. That is something that every born again, blood bought child of Jesus should never, ever forget. God became one of us so that we could become one of His incarnation. But then there is substitution. In verse 25, listen to what he says in verse 25. In the same way, he also took the cup and after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant. The new covenant. The old covenant gave impossible demands. There is no way that any of us today could have ever kept the old covenant commands. Impossible. There is absolutely nothing that you and I could have done to obey the old covenant. But God, in his sovereign goodness and in his love, knew that we needed a Savior, someone who could fulfill the law for us. So Jesus came as very God and died in our place. Think about it. God the Father crushed his own son. All of the holy wrath of God for my sin, your sin, was all poured on Jesus. He became our substitute. He died a death that you and I, Would not have to die. Somebody say amen. Incarnation. Substitution. Remember that. Never forget the price that was paid for our redemption. What did it cost you to know God? Cost you absolutely nothing. Why? Because Jesus had already paid it all. Incarnation became God in the flesh he came took all of our sin upon himself substitution but praise God for verse 26 resurrection resurrection for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes so how can he come if he had stayed dead well I got good news he didn't stay dead the very one, the God-man that we love and serve today is the very one who said, this temple is going to be destroyed, but in three days I'm going to raise this temple back up again. Uh, no man takes my life from me. I freely lay my life down. If I have the power to lay it down, I have the power to take it up again. Romans 1.4 says that Jesus was declared the Son of God with Power. It was Jesus who made those declarations. Jesus, the only one who has permanently defeated at death, the Lord Jesus, the one who has defeated all of our chief enemies, he has defeated sin, he has defeated the devil, he has defeated death and the grave. The song is correct when it said, Death could not. Hold him. Resurrection is the greatest evidence of the deity of Jesus. Incarnation, our substitution, our resurrection, which means that every promise in the scriptures has a yes beside it because of the resurrection. Hmm. There's an old Hebrew word you might read in Psalms that says selah. Selah literally means there. What do you think about that? So the next time the enemy comes and wants to take you down a trail that doesn't have Jesus connected to it whatsoever, you remember that Jesus came, Jesus lived, Jesus died, but he didn't stay dead. He rose again. And you tell old Slewfoot, hey, what do you think about that? Selah. Last word, return. Look closely at verse 26 again. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Think about those three words, until he comes. Today when you hold this little Little wafer, this little cracker in your hand, when you hold that little cup of juice in your hand, I want you to remember that communion this morning is a great reminder that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. Oh, he's coming. Now, I don't know if I'm going to die or if I'm going to go in the rapture, and if we go in the rapture, it won't matter won't matter a lick to me. I hope it won't matter a lick to you, all right? But I believe one way or the other I am getting out of here one day and I'm going to be with Jesus. And there is going to be that time when we get to come back with Jesus. Why? Because he's going to set up his kingdom on the earth for a thousand years. Oh, he's coming back. Oh, he's coming again. He is coming with great power. He is coming with great glory. And I believe it is the Father's will that we hear his voice and understand these truths today. Why? Because what I've just shared with you is nothing more and nothing less than what the Bible calls the gospel. What gave you eternal life? The gospel. What keeps you and delivers you and changes you more and more in like the likeness of Jesus himself? The gospel. What's going to give me hope for tomorrow? The gospel what 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 do i have to hang on when i feel like my whole world is falling apart you ever felt that way what have you got you've got nothing to hang on to except what the gospel and it's enough to save you. It's enough to sustain you. It's enough to take you out of this world into the presence of the Lord Jesus to rule with him forever and ever and ever and ever. I'm not going to have to wear these glasses when I get the glory. Somebody say amen. Not going to have to worry about that. You're not going to have to worry about checking your blood. You're not going to have to check your sugar. You're not going to have to worry about cancer anymore. All the things that... Cause us to lose sleep at night. Won't have to, not, go, hey, hey, not going to lose any sloop there. Why? Because there's, I think I just said two words together, didn't I? I meant to say sleep. I think I said sloop. <laughs> well, you're not going to sleep or slumber when we get there, all right? And by the way, there's no night there either. No more sleepless night. When we get in the presence of Jesus, all because of what? You heard his voice and you obeyed. That's it. You heard his voice and obeyed. The Father wants to make himself known. The Father wants to make his will known. Jesus is God. He died for our sins. He rose from the dead. He's coming back. We serve a mighty God, and we are here today to enjoy his presence. See, one of the great things about communion, just like hanging out with my kids when we get together, we're going to eat together, but the best part of that is just being with them. The best part of communion today is guess guess who has invited us to the table? Jesus. It is though Jesus is saying, hey, I want you to come and eat with me. I want you to come and eat with me. So for the next minute or so, I just want you to be aware that we truly can enjoy the presence of God in a very intimate way. And I'm just going to ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes, and just listen, just be sure that your heart is ready to receive it. Let a man or a person examine himself then, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So as we just spend a moment and just continue to pray and to seek him today, I ask the Lord just to make sure that we are going to participate today at the Lord's table in a worthy manner. Father, we pray that even now as we are directing our attention and our thoughts toward you, that, Lord, we would participate in this meal as a body together in a worthy fashion. That, Lord, we continue to trust you and thank you for all that you have done and what you continue to do. Thank you for Jesus who made all of this possible. We pray this in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to go ahead and take that little cup and take that little wafer and go ahead and peel the bottom part off and you can take that wafer in your hand. Anyone here today, maybe if you want to participate but somehow you missed picking up the elements, is there anyone who who needs to be served? Anybody at all? Did we miss anybody? All right, right, we, we've got Brother Donnie right over here to my, to my right. Would you just raise your hands again so he can see you? Thank you so much. We don't want to leave anyone out. Thank you. Anyone else. We don't want to miss anyone. I'm going to ask you to take that little wafer. And I just want you to hold it. I want you to just take your fingers, just, just feel it for a second. For I receive from the Lord what I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also he took the cup and after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen, Brother Scott.
0: I'm going to ask the praise team to join me and I'm going to ask you to stand right where you are we sing a song sometime called draw me close and the ending of that song says the chorus says you're all I want you're all I've ever needed you're all I want Help me know you are near. I want us to close with that. If you don't remember it, the praise team will sing it through and you can join us when you're comfortable. Just a B flat chord, please. You're you're all
5: I want. Want. You're
0: think you have a word and then uh, brother Rick Thompson will be after you. And just let me remind you that the offering uh, guys will be out in the hallway as you leave or the black boxes on the the, um, portico doors.
2: All right. Tonight's the big night. And I've often thought that Halloween costume makers didn't live in the south because it's usually really hot. But tonight is different. It's going to be a little chilly. We're going to be outside. So bundle up. Get warm, wear those costumes, whatever you've got, bring it, bring a blanket. Um, we're gonna be outside and pray that the weather holds for us and we're gonna have a great time. If you're doing a trunk, if you could be here and set up by 4.30, that would be great. We expect to have a crowd. Brother Rick, I will make this quick, but, but there's something very important that we need to do today most of us would agree that we have truly been blessed i think we would also agree that it is important to be a blessing to others the month of october is pastor's appreciation month and i'm going to ask pastor ken scott joey and also chris if you would join me here on the podium Let's give our ministry team a round of applause. We also have a small gift of appreciation where we just want to say thank you for your service to this church and to our overall community and for the many other things that we don't even know about that you do on a day-to-day basis. And Mark Brown has some cards that he will be passing out to them to show appreciation. Now, at the conclusion of our service, you also may wish to express your appreciation to this fine ministry team. Thank you.
7: very sweet you're very kind and uh, we just appreciate this very very much lord we love you and thank you for today thank you god that you have made it possible that we could know hear and obey your voice whether you are saying follow me or you are saying trust me or you are saying remember me god you, you you've made it possible and i pray god that we will just continue to walk in a spirit of obedience and that we will listen, and that we will follow you, and that we will trust you with everything. God, thank you again for today. Dismiss us in your love. I pray, God, you give us a great afternoon and evening tonight as we just love on kids and love on our community, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.